0: At the beginning of this school year, North Carolina embarked on a two-year, $90 million journey to train every elementary teacher and administrator in a program called Letters, L-E-T-R-S, which aligns to the Science of Reading Standards, a research-based approach to teaching reading. The training focuses on building a knowledge base about how students learn to read as opposed to being a collection of strategies. Now, This knowledge base comes at a steep price about 160 hours of study and training in order to learn it. Breaking down the numbers over the two years of implementation, each elementary school administrator and teacher in North Carolina will be asked to spend almost 30 minutes a day learning letters, and North Carolina will spend a minimum of $2,000 on each person receiving the training. For experienced teachers who have the time and the desire to dig into the science of reading, letters might be a great resource. But for the teachers who are struggling just to survive each day, for the early career teachers who are still working through the basics of managing a classroom, planning lessons, and using formative assessments, a huge comprehensive program makes no sense. For less than 30 minutes a day and less than $2,000, you can help many of your teachers to live and teach better immediately. Better yet, the process is simple. Not always easy, but simple hello colleagues and welcome to the assistant principal podcast i'm your host dr frederick busky we are all on a leadership journey every day we have a chance to grow every day we have a chance to help others grow my goal and the goal of this podcast is to help you grow into being a strategic leader a leader who puts people before purpose who solves problems instead of treating symptoms and who understands the difference between progress and action. Through this podcast, my daily email, and virtual programs, I'm working to build a network of inspired and inspiring school leaders. Let's get started on today's adventure, and this unique opportunity to learn to live and lead better. The title of this episode is, It's Simpler Than You Think. But let me be clear, simple doesn't mean easy. What I mean by simple is that by the end of this podcast, you should have an idea of some of the basic practices that you can go out and apply tomorrow to help teachers grow. Of course, the hard part is finding the time and building the systems that will support that work. But the whole point of today's podcast is to emphasize that we don't need big, complex programs like letters to support and help a lot of our teachers We need simple, consistent action. Now the premise of this episode is that we can take care of the simplest things that will yield the biggest results. So I'd like you to listen through this lens. There are three things I really want you to be thinking about, I guess three assumptions that I'm making as we work through this podcast. The first is that everything I'm going to talk about is doable tomorrow with less effort and less money than what's being expended on a big training program like Letters or any other big program. The second thing is that I want you to think about what would your school look like if we were able to execute what I'm about to talk about. And the third thing is that there are structures and systems that will make this work easier and easier to do well. There are details, but it is all manageable, and you can do it in less than 30 minutes a day and less than $2,000 a year. So the inspiration for today's show came from several different places. First is just the previous podcast episodes I've had with people like Mary Hemphill, Craig Martin, Tiffany Brunson, and just some other people that just have wonderful souls. And the lift that I've gotten in speaking to them has just driven home the point to me that we have got to be about people. We have to center our work around people. A couple days ago, I listened to a podcast by Darren Papard. His show is Road to Awesome. And he interviewed Angela Myers, who talked about the power of presence, not just from a human perspective, but also from a science perspective and how relationships, forming relationships with people is absolute prerequisite to learning. I've also, this semester, worked with 70 intern two teachers from Western Carolina University. And so a lot of what I've been teaching them, but also hearing from them, goes into this work. And finally, this The discovery that North Carolina is spending $90 million on letters. Okay, as we dive into identifying a couple of really simple practices that will help you help teachers to live and teach better tomorrow, we need to connect some dots. You've heard me talking about the journey, which is the journey from being an urgent leader to a strategic leader. And that journey occurs in five stages. The first is realizing that you're stuck in the black hole of urgency and why you're stuck there. The second stage is moving from trying to manage your time to managing your priorities. The third stage is beginning to build the systems and the structures that can support and sustain your new focus on priorities. The fourth stage is using two simple high leverage practices to take the few minutes that you've begun saving in stage three and start applying them to developing and supporting your teachers on a consistent basis. And finally, the fifth stage is strategic leadership. Even though the name of my company is Strategic Leadership Consulting, I feel like I don't really talk about strategic leadership enough. Strategic leadership has four principles. The first principle you have heard me talk a lot about and that's people before purpose. The second principle is purpose before urgency. The third principle is identifying problems before we jump in to treat symptoms. And the fourth principle is progress, incremental immediate progress over action and big change. And you should see all of these four principles come through in what I'm outlining to you now. So remember, letters Training, two years, 160 hours per person, $90 million for 50,000 teachers and school administrators in the state of North Carolina. But what if instead we did a couple of simple things? First, offer letters training to any teacher who wants it. If we have veteran teachers who feel like they can really grow by immersing themselves in the science of reading, that's great. We should absolutely support that. Give them the funding, the support, and the opportunities to do it. But the second part is that we need to focus our efforts in school on supporting teachers in the following ways. First, we need to build strong personal and professional relationships with all of our teachers. If you listened to last week's episode with Kevin maybe talking about relationships, then you should remember that these relationships in schools come into forms, congenial and collegial. The collegial relationship is the relationship that centers around practice, around the profession. The congenial relationship is the relationship that centers around pe- the other aspects of people's lives. And the pandemic showed us we cannot separate people's lives outside of school from their professional lives inside of school. So the first thing we need to do is get to know our people because if you don't know what people are going through and if you don't have the connection with them to then be able to talk about practice, it's really hard to grow and to support them. And this is most special, most important with our early career teachers, those teachers in years one through five. So Build strong personal and professional relationships. How do we do that? Be present. Be present on a consistent basis. We can do that in, again, two simple ways. The first is getting in the habit of asking the second question. The second question is the question that comes after the first question that probes deeper and that lets a person know that we really want to hear more. The most typical example of this is, how are you? Unfortunately, in the vast majority of cases, when we ask somebody how they are, we don't really mean that we want to know how they are. We're just being courteous and checking in and saying, hey, I see you. How are you? But when we ask the second question, then we let people know that, no, you really are important to me and I really want to know how you are. So the next time you have that interaction with the teacher or other staff member or kid for that matter, and you ask, Hey, how are you? And they say, fine, which is our standard answer. Stop and ask the second question and say, no, really, how are you? And then be fully present. Give your attention, give your time and listen to the answer. Just that simple practice on a consistent basis will build trust and a strong relationship with many of your teachers in the school. The other thing you can do is to engage in five-minute coaching. So where asking the second question really gets at, that, at the congenial relationship, that more personal level, the five-minute coaching hits the collegial relationship. And remember that five-minute coaching is just five simple steps and is great to be done at the end of the day or when you encounter a teacher after a lesson and just say, hey, I saw you were teaching X or I heard about you teaching X, whatever it is, your introductory statement. And then you follow that up with, tell me what went well in that lesson. And then you be quiet and you let them reflect on the lesson. And then you ask the second question, were there any surprises or did anything surprise you? And again, you listen. And the third question is, is there anything that you would do differently? And you listen. And at the end of that step five, you just thank them. And so what you're doing, again, is giving your time and attention. And because you're not giving feedback, because you are just listening to them process through, teachers learn that you are there to support them. You're not there to wait your turn so that you can start telling them what you want to tell them. You are there to allow them to process and think about what's important to them. So we can focus our efforts in school on supporting teachers by building those strong personal and professional relationships. And we do that by being present on a consistent basis, by asking the second question and by doing five minute coaching. So that's the first step, that's the foundation. Now, as we build relationships and develop those relationships, we can think about the next thing. And that next thing is to make sure that new teachers especially have adequate curricular materials and support so that they can focus on how to teach, not what to teach. Those early years in this career and this profession can be absolutely overwhelming, especially with all of the other stuff that's going on now. So if you can support your early career teachers by making sure that they don't have to think about all of the what's of what they're teaching, they can think about how they're going to teach it. That can be a huge benefit. What's really cool is you're going to know from your teachers whether or not this is an issue because you will have been spending time with them and you will have been asking them about their practice and you will inevitably hear, I'm struggling to manage what I'm, what I'm supposed to be teaching. And so that right there will tell you how to support the teacher. Speaking of how, how do we do that? We provide curricular materials by providing some kind of a pacing guide or yearly outlines or best yet, making sure that new teachers are connected with teaching teams and people that have already been doing this and already have that curriculum mapped out. The third thing we can do is teach the teachers who need it how to build relationships with their students. So. Just like I outlined for you two processes to be explicit, to be intentional about building relationships with your teachers, we need our teachers to have some specific strategies for developing relationships with their kids. Now, many, many teachers, maybe the majority of teachers are already good at this. It just comes naturally, so you don't have to do this. But I know there are teachers in your, in your school that struggle to connect with students, So providing them with some concrete techniques to help them connect and build relationships and build trust with their students is absolutely essential. You could use the same techniques that I just suggested to you asking the second question and some version of five-minute coaching that would be appropriate for kids. There are also lots of other key practices that you could implement that I'm not going to go into, but you could get your hands on, and the key is just to provide them with two, maybe three strategies and model those and then coach them on how to use those strategies. The fourth thing is to teach the teachers who need it how to manage their classrooms. One of the things I hear from administrators frequently is that they have a teacher struggling to manage the classroom and they've made suggestions, but the teacher has not acted on any of those suggestions. And I want to challenge that idea that that's what should happen. If a teacher is struggling with classroom management, they are probably drowning in their teaching. And so making suggestions isn't necessarily the thing that's going to help them. What we need to do is throw them a lifeline or a life preserver. So how do we do that? There is a process for developing, teaching, and reinforcing classroom procedures. And so what we need to do is to teach that process to our teachers to sit down with them and go through it to help them develop their procedures or help them understand procedures we already have in place as teams or as buildings. We need to provide them with the materials. And then we need to model how you teach that practice, how we have students rehearse the classroom procedure, and then the exact kind of language and techniques that we use to follow up on those classroom procedures with students to reinforce the learning. And after that implementation phase, we then need to conduct targeted observations to make sure that teachers are doing all of those components and then follow up on whatever the data tells us to do with additional coaching and support. Now, One of the other things that can really help here is if we have a common language, common understanding, and common frameworks about classroom management and about discipline. They are two different processes, and one of the challenges we have is that we frequently muddle and confuse discipline for classroom management, and there should be, again, most of the time, a pretty hard line between the two. So developing common language throughout the building about what discipline is and why students channel into disciplinary practices, and then what the responsibilities are for students, for teachers, for parents, and for school administrators when a kid is in a disciplinary process. That all needs to be commonly understood. And then the same with classroom management and what our expectations are when students are unsuccessful executing classroom procedures. So pause a minute and think about the teachers in your school who are struggling or who haven't mastered building those student relationships, managing their classrooms. Some of you may be in schools where there are a number of those teachers, and some of you may be in schools where maybe there are only a handful. Either way, imagine focusing on improving those specific teachers. And think about what if all of them became 50% better at building relationships, 50% better at managing their classroom, what would the impact be? Students would feel more connected. Parents would be happier. Teachers would be happier and less stressed. You would decrease teacher turnover and decrease the number of discipline referrals so that you can, in turn, go back to focusing more on supporting teachers. Now, you may be thinking about time and how are you gonna have the time to do this? And I said, it was simple. It's not necessarily easy. But it's simple and I, I want to recap the totality of of what we just talked about for your veteran teachers let them drive their own professional development identify their goals and support them for teachers that are struggling focus your efforts focus on building strong personal and professional relationships with them by being present asking the second question and doing five-minute coaching make sure your new teachers have adequate curricular materials by connecting them with other with whatever resources make sense and are available based on your context. Teach teachers who need it how to build relationships with their kids by modeling and providing them with a couple of concrete techniques to use. And teach the teachers who need it how to manage their classrooms by being explicit about the process of developing, teaching, implementing, and reinforcing classroom procedures and by establishing common language and expectations around discipline and classroom management. If you do these four simple things, you can make a significant, significant impact on the quality of education that kids are receiving, on the quality of experience that your teachers are having, and quality of your own leadership. I don't think there's much here that would require you to develop new knowledge or get specialized training right this is really simple show up show up and be present for your teachers check in early asking the second question check in later doing the five-minute coaching make sure that teachers understand how to manage their classroom and how to build relationships with students that's it it is simple We don't need to invest $90 million. We don't need every teacher and administrator spending 30 minutes every day doing technical learning or book reading. We don't need to spend thousands of dollars. We need to take the resources we already have, our time and our attention, and we need to leverage them by being fully present. Okay. I'm not exactly sure how this will land. To me, it makes sense. I can see criticisms that it is maybe an oversimplification and that, and there's a legitimate side to that. But I see in so many schools that we don't have the foundations right. We don't have good relationships with our kids. We don't have good classroom management and all the training in the world is going to be hamstrung if we don't have those relationships and if we can't manage that classroom. So I go back to that as a foundation. And certainly not all your teachers need that. Many of them have mastered these things, but a sizable number probably have not. And as we get more and more teachers coming in through alternative licensure programs, they are gonna need more and more support in building relationships with kids while building relationships with you, building relationships with kids, and then learning to manage those classrooms. If you think I've gotten something wrong here, please, please email me at frederick at FrederickBusky.com. My mentor, Jan Osborne, used to say, you don't know what you don't know. So if you're hearing something that I don't know, then I would love for you to point that out to me. So as we tail off here, I have a challenge for you. And that challenge is to take the rest of this week. Hopefully you're listening on a Tuesday or a Wednesday morning. Take the rest of this week and choose one teacher and check in with them each morning and ask the second question. No, really, how are you? And do a five minute coaching session each afternoon. Just choose one teacher for three days, check in and see what happens. And then imagine what that would look like if you could do that with three or four teachers for 60 days. What would that mean for them? What would that mean for your students? and what would it mean for you? Okay. Thank you for including me on your leadership journey. I look forward to seeing you again on Friday when we recap this week's daily emails. I'm Frederick Buskey, and thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Assistant Principal Podcast. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Cheers.